Hello. Welcome to the Bore You to Sleep podcast. The podcast that will hopefully help you get to sleep. I am going to read an open source book, one that is not particularly interesting, but one that is hopefully boring enough to get you to sleep. Tonight's episode of the Bore You to Sleep podcast is going to come from readings from Top of the World by Mark E. Swan, a once upon a time tale. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, I always appreciate hearing from you. Please jump into the app, subscribe, and leave a comment and leave a rating. In the meantime, sit back and relax as we get into Top of the World by Mark E. Swan. Top of the World, a Once Upon a Time Tale by Mark E. Swan. Chapter 1. The wishing post grows right out of the ground at the top of the world. Some very wise men with bald heads and long white beards say it isn't a wishing post at all and call it the North Pole. But Maida knows more about it than they do for she has been there and they haven't. She really and truly went there in a flying ship and I can't begin to tell you all that she saw and all that she did but I will try and remember as much as I can. If you doubt my story, ask Maida herself. She is a dear little girl, just nine, with curly brown hair and deep blue eyes, and she lives in a big house with Papa and Mama and Aunt Mary. If you want to go find her, go to Central Park and turn left. Maida's house is the third from the corner. I don't just remember the number, and I've forgotten the street, but as she nearly always wears a red dress, and you know how she looks, you can easily find her. All the trouble began because Maida was such a little girl. She was just big enough to know how little she was, and she didn't like being a little girl at all. She wanted to be grown up. She told me so herself. She had reasons too, oh so many. To begin with, there was ice cream, 
Maida loved ice cream. She could never get enough, so you know just how she felt. And she could eat and eat and eat, and ice cream never hurt her. On this point, she differed with Papa and Mama. Once she awoke in the night with a most burning feeling right in her tummy and had to drink all sorts of horrid medicine before she felt better. But she could not convince Mama and Papa it was the brown bread and baked beans she had eaten two days before. They insisted it was the three plates of ice cream for supper. Grown-ups are so silly sometimes. Then there was bedtime. Maida hated to go off to bed as soon as supper was over and leave everyone else up having a good time. Just at dusk, when the flames in the fireplace began to dance and glitter and flash, and she could see castles and trees and mountains in the coals. Somebody with a white cap and apron would snatch her up and carry her off to a little pink and white room and plump her into a pink and white bed when she wasn't a bit sleepy. Maida often meant to rebel at such treatment, but somehow, when she cuddled up in the pink and white bed and finished yawning, she overlooked it, and the next thing it would be morning. Still, this ruffled her dignity every time it happened, as if she were sleepy and didn't know it, and she realised, just as you do, that it was because she was a little girl, for grown-ups can stay awake as long as they like, Then there were the clothes. Maida wore dresses which reached only to her knees and plain little petticoats, while her shoes were so strong and tough. Oh, you'll never believe what tough shoes they were unless you wear the same kind. It was almost impossible to kick holes in them. Then her hair was done in a braid and she had to wear a pinafore. Oh, I can't tell you how badly Maida felt about her clothes, especially when she looked at Aunt Mary. Aunt Mary wore fluffy dresses, all hangy and traily, 
and the sweetest slippers with great high heels and her hair was puffed out all over her head. Oh, it was simply beautiful. And Aunt Mary read lovely books too, all about lords and ladies, while all of Maida's books were about Where is Peru? And How many is six times eight? Poor Maida. She had so many troubles. But you understand, don't you? So she wished and wished with all her heart that she were really a grown-up, that she could read those lovely books and have her hair fuzzed all over her head, that she could wear those traily hangy gowns and stay up nights and never, never, never have to eat anything but ice cream. Chapter 2 If you stand with one hand on the wishing post and think hard of what you would like most in all the world, your wish comes true. Isn't that lovely? Sounds like a fairy tale, doesn't it? But it isn't a fairy tale at all. It's really true. Of course, those old men with the goggles and the bald heads don't believe it. If you ask them, they will tell you the North Pole is just the end of the axis of the Earth, whatever that may mean. And they will insist it isn't a wishing post at all. Now, when they tell you this, here's a crusher for them. Ask them how they know. Ask them if they've ever been there to see. Just see what they may say to that. Maida has been there and she knows all about it. To commence at the very beginning, this is how she came to make the trip. One evening, Maida was lying on the hearth, kicking her fat legs in the air and watching the flame folk when she heard somebody. Now of course, Maida wasn't the least bit sleepy and she did not want to go to bed. So she slipped out of the door and down to the long hall to the very end. Then she heard somebody talking. Oh, such a fine voice somebody had. Just like the growl of a bear, but a nice soft growl, mind you. And what the man with the growly voice said must have been ever so funny. For Aunt Mary laughed 
and laughed. So Maida peeked. There sat Aunt Mary in one of the trailly, fluffy dresses, and her pretty neck and arms looked so pink and soft, and her eyes were so bright, and her cheeks were so red that Maida envied her clear to the tips of her toes. The man with the growly voice sat oh so very close to Aunt Mary, and he was smiling a little and holding Aunt Mary's hand. Aunt Mary did not seem to mind a bit. Then Maida heard him say, Name the day. So she went boldly in, because Aunt Mary knew it was some kind of a riddle or something, and didn't answer, and said to the man with the growly voice, How can anyone name days? There are only seven, and they're already named Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Then it begins all over again. That must have been the answer to the joke, for Aunt Mary laughed, and the man with the growly voice laughed, and the first thing made anew, she was sitting on his knee, all comfy and happy. Well, the man with the growly voice was an Arctic explorer, if you know what that means. If you don't, I'll tell you. It's a man who wants to go away up north so far that his next step will start him south and he had just come back from the land where it is always winter. Somehow, Maida found him the nicest grown-up she had ever met. He was so interested in everything, she said, and somehow, when she was cuddled against his big arm, with her nose nestled against his breast, it was so easy to explain that she was tired. Oh, so tired of being a little girl and tell him all her troubles. He listened to every word and then he told her about the wishing post. He had really seen it many times. He had made ever so many wishes, and all but one had come true, and he had great hopes of that. He must have told Aunt Mary about the wish, for she seemed so interested. Then the man with the growly voice told Maida 
lots and lots of other things. Not stories, mind you. True tales. He had been so long in the cold north that he could only sleep in the refrigerator and he had to eat icicles and snowballs all the time because he was used to them. Then he told her of the Eskimos, funny little tame Indians who guard the North Pole with great white bears so no one can steal it. And when he dined with them, they gave him nothing to eat but ice cream. Think of it, all the little Eskimo children just eating ice cream all day long. Maida decided she would be an Eskimo. Oh, the wonders, he told her, how the seals swim in once a year with their cast-off skins and give them to traders in return for charlotte russe and sugar plums. And this was something Maida was glad to find out, for she could never understand how Aunt Mary could get a seal skin coat without hurting the seal. So it was quite a relief to find the seals were glad to exchange them for Charlotte Rose and sugar plums. But the most wonderful thing of all was the day the man with the growly voice met Santa Claus for he did really meet him face to face. It seems the Eskimos have Christmas on the 4th of July, so Santa Claus drove about all day in his sledge with the six reindeer, giving away presents and taking the little Eskimo children for a ride what a happy little girl Maida was that night, for somebody in a white cap and apron didn't know where to find her, and there she was, sitting up for once with the grown-ups, and not a bit sleepy, not a bit. She grew so intent on the wonders told to her by the man with a growly voice, that now and then she would miss something he said. Then Aunt Mary would laugh as if Maida were drowsy, which, of course, she wasn't. Of all his tales, the wishing post was the best. If she could only go there and wish herself grown up, oh, wouldn't that be splendid? So she made him promise to take her 
on his next voyage. She was so happy when he said he would. She shut her eyes to think about it. Besides the light, it was very bright and, well, to this day, Maida doesn't remember what else the man with the growly voice told her that night. Chapter 3 And then she found herself in bed. Wasn't that a shame? She had been so happy sitting on the knee of the man with the growly voice. So interested in his stories, then that somebody had carried her off to bed. She couldn't remember a thing about it, but of course, that is the way it must have happened. Oh, if she could only find the wishing post, things like this would not happen. She'd have to see to that. What a wonderful thing it must be, this wishing post, and how she would love to see it, and what a strange light was coming in the window. It was not morning, so it could not be sunlight. Besides, sunlight is so bright. And... It wasn't a bit like moonlight either. She grew very much interested and sat up in bed to see. She was not at all afraid, for Maida was always a brave little girl. Besides, comforting thought, if one did call out, why... Somebody with a white cap and apron was just in the next room. What a strange light, all pale and green and shimmering. My, isn't that a long word? But it means the kind of light you see in dreams, and it seemed to come from under the window. Maida watched it as long as she could, but finally crept out of bed, went to the window, and what do you think she saw outside? A really and truly flying machine. It was a long bag of cloth like a great big cigar and underneath it was the dearest little wicker house something like a boat she could see strange engines through the windows and there were wings at the sides and at the back a rudder there was a steering wheel 
behind the wicker house, and beside it stood the man with the growly voice. He looked up, saw her, smiled, and waved his hand. I've come to take you to the wishing post, he said. Maida started to climb out of the window, but she thought better of it when the man with the growly voice spoke again. Don't you think, he said, that you had better dress before we start? It will be rather chilly at the North Pole, with nothing on but a pink and white nighty. How her fingers flew. She found all the clothes nicely piled on a chair beside her bed, and she dressed quicker than she ever dressed before or since. Luckily, her pretty white fur coat Aunt Mary had given her was hanging in the closet and the cap beside it. She put them on and as the coat reached to her feet, she felt very warm and comfy. You will never know how quietly she opened the door. You will never know how creepy she stole down the stair. But just as she opened the big front door, she happened to think of Mama and Papa and Aunt Mary. She thought they might be worried, so she sat down to write them a note. She had no idea she could write so rapidly. All the letters made themselves properly and somehow got into the right place. That concludes this evening's readings. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you're feeling relaxed. If you're still awake, please feel free to listen to one of the other episodes. I look forward to bringing you another story very soon. Good night and thank you for listening.